0: I just love lists, don't you? I'm a list maker and I love grocery lists and Christmas lists and to-do lists. I used to love to make lists of babies' names. Well, the apostle Paul must love lists as well because he is ready to give us a miraculous, incredible list of all that is ours simply because we have Jesus. Today on A Jolt of Joy, we'll be studying a life-changing list that Paul made for believers nearly 2,000 years ago. This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. It's a new year, and we will go digging for gold on the sacred pages of Scripture. I hope that you'll join me every week for encouragement, wisdom, and the hope That only comes from the Bible. We're on week three of our current Bible study, which is focused on the book of Ephesians. If you've missed the first two weeks, I'd like to encourage you to go back and listen. However, you can also just jump right in with us today. Blessed, chosen, holy, blameless, and adopted. Those were words that we studied in last week's lesson that Paul and the Holy Spirit used to describe all of us. So next time you wonder who you are or why you are, remind yourself, the Bible says that I am blessed, I'm chosen, holy, blameless, and adopted. Well, take that low self-esteem. Take that accuser of the brethren. We learned also that we're supposed to give people grace and peace. So next time you're angry, impatient, or frustrated, remember, oh, but the reason I am here is to give grace and to give peace. The third thing that we've learned already in our study of the book of Ephesians is that we are here to Eulegeo, God the Father. This word Eulegeo means to celebrate with loud praises and by the giving of gifts. Even though we don't understand it with our human minds, God the Father Eulegeos us. He celebrates our lives and gives us gifts because of Jesus. As a believer in the 21st century, one of the most glorious and courageous choices you will ever make is to live in the fullness of what Jesus has purchased for you and has given to you. The first three chapters of the book of Ephesians are about what the Lord has done for us. They're about His character and His gifts. Now, the last three chapters of the book of Ephesians are about our behavior. But this is what we know. Relationship with God the Father must come first. We have to fall in love with Him and who He is before we will ever make any changes in our humanity. We'll never change just because of human effort. We will only change when our lives are wrapped up in love for the Father. You must know who God is and what He has for you. You need to believe that his promises in Ephesians chapters 1 through 3 are true before you are able to change. If you believe that Ephesians chapters 1 through 3 are indeed true, you will then produce it in your own life. Do you see what I'm saying? So, Today, we're going to start with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, as Paul begins to list some of the spiritual blessings that have been given to us because of Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1, verse 7, and the first part of verse 8. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace, which He Lavished on us. So it is in Jesus and because of Jesus that we've been redeemed, that we've been saved, that you and I have been chosen and paid for. It's in him, in Christ, that we have everything we need to live a life of peace and power and joy and hope and strength and forgiveness. The truth is that without him, we are not very much at all. But in Christ, we get everything that he is. I am who I am because I live and move and have my being in him. You are because you live and move and have your being in him. That's what Acts 17 verse 28 tells us. For in him, we live and move and exist. It is in him. So in him, you have been redeemed and you are forgiven. Forgiveness is a big deal, my friend. It's an eternal deal. Don't throw this word forgiveness away under the file of religious jargon. Oh no, treasure it, ponder it, enjoy it, and apply it to your life. Say with me, I'm redeemed. I am forgiven. That is the best news in all of recorded eternal history. Let's talk about what redemption actually is. Redemption is the release by the paying of a ransom. So let's just say you had been kidnapped by the enemy and you were one expensive human being, but Jesus could afford you. He bought you back. You were held in chains by sin and shame, but Jesus' death on the cross set you free and forgave you no matter what you've done. If it weren't for Calvary, heaven would not be an option for you. Healing would not be a possibility. Joy would not be a reality. But Calvary, redemption, changed everything for you. It changed your past, your present, and your future. I've heard it said that Calvary was the worst day of Jesus' life, but it was the best day in history for you. Let's read this passage again in Ephesians 1, verses 7 and 8. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. So let me ask you a question. What is the most expensive gift that you have ever been given? Was it your engagement ring? Maybe somebody gave you a car one time or a trip. One time, my husband and I were given a house. That's Right. Most expensive gift we've ever been given. Now, when Jesus gives, he gives according to how rich he is. There is no one richer and you live in him and with him. All of his riches now belong to you. You were born again rich. Do you believe it? You have to believe it in order to experience it or to access it. Now, not only is God rich, but he's also unselfish. He doesn't hoard blessings. He is not Scrooge. Everything that God has is lavished on you. Do you believe it? If you don't believe it, you will never access it. Let's continue reading in Ephesians 1 verses 8 and 9. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in Jesus. You will know and understand things in Christ that you will never know and understand without him. The world will try to explain it to you one way, with worldly knowledge and information or perception. The Holy Spirit will explain it to you a completely different way with the Word of God. The world and the enemy will try to fill your mind with lies, with false assumptions, and with deceit. But 1 Corinthians 2.16 tells us, "...but you have been given the mind of Christ because you are in Him." you know, what used to be mysterious will now make sense in Christ. All of this is because you are in him. All that he is, you now have. Ephesians 1 verse 9 explains something to us. It says, According to his kind intention, which he purposed in him. One translation says, according to the kind intention of his will. Some of us were brought up in religious settings that made us believe that God was angry with us and that he wanted to bop us over the head with a heavenly fly swatter. The book of Ephesians will smash that theory to smithereens. God is kind toward us. Every intention of God's heart is kind. God's will for your life is that you would experience his kindness. Let me tell you about the character traits that we discover in God the Father. Whatever character traits that he possesses, He is that attribute enthusiastically, perpetually, and eternally. He knows of no other way to be. The attributes in God can never change or shift because God never changes. Circumstances don't change God's character. Your actions don't change God's character. God is kind. And his kindness is revealed or is given, is splashed out through Jesus Christ in your life. And where do you live and move and have your being? It is in him. Where are all of these blessings that God has for you? They are in Christ, in him, in heavenly places. And whose mind do you now have? you have the mind of Christ. Now remember, when you are born again, you are born again rich. When you read the Bible, you are reading your bank book and looking at everything that is now yours. There is a story told of the multimillionaire. William Randolph Hearst. He invested a fortune in collecting art treasures from around the world. One day he read of a description of some treasures that he just knew he had to own. So he sent his agent on a mission to find these art treasures. He sent his agent to Europe and to all of the great museums. After months of searching, the agent finally reported that he had found these treasures that Hearst had so dearly wanted. And do you know where they were? They were in William Randolph Hearst's own warehouse. He already owned them. Mr. Hearst had been frantically searching for things he had already owned. If he had only read the catalog of what was in his warehouse, he would have saved himself so much trouble. You need to read the catalog. You need to read your bank book. It's the Bible. Now let's read from Ephesians chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. So all things are summed up In Him, nothing will ever make sense without Jesus Christ. Politics, marriage, finances, relationships, creation, music, none of it makes sense apart from Jesus Christ because it is in Him you receive an inheritance. In Him, your destiny becomes His purpose. In Him, You receive the counsel of his will. Verse 12, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. So, my friend, if you have placed your hope in Jesus Christ, live like it. Be a courageous and glorious son or daughter and live in him believe that he has gifts for you, and then access them. You must believe it when life is easy and when life is hard. You must believe in the storm and in the sunshine. You must believe in the desert and in the harvest. And when you believe, you access all that he has set aside for you in him." So live to the praise of his glory. Make your life a song that celebrates Jesus Christ. Now you do that when you express joy, even when you're in pain. You do that when you embrace peace in the worst storm of your life. You do that when you sing, even though you would rather wail and whine. You live in him so that you are able to experience a hope that the world doesn't have. You live in him so that you can express his glory in your ordinary life. Is it possible? You better believe that it is. It is not just possible because of you. It is possible because of him. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to email me at carol at Ministries.com. We love to pray for everyone who connects with us. Everyone who sends an email, we love to pray for you. So be sure and send me your prayer requests. I have a team of prayer partners who pray for every request that comes in. I'd also like to invite you to visit my website, which is carolmccloudministries.com. While you're there, you can read a devotional, listen to a teaching, or buy a book for yourself or for a friend. As always, I am praying that the joy of the Lord will fill your life and your heart today. I hope that you'll join me next week on A Jolt of Joy.